You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Kansas City Chiefs return to the practice field on Wednesday to begin preparation for Sunday's contest against the Denver Broncos. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and guard Trey Smith. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes. After that, we'll take a quick timeout, and then when we get back, we'll wrap things up with Trey Smith. Here's Andy Reid. I really don't. Everybody's going to practice today, so uh, in some form or another, and we'll just we'll see how see how that goes. Um, before the Johns are playing. The Broncos, um, you know, we, we get rid of the, the record on this thing as we evaluate them and, um, and look at them as, as a team. And their defense is one of the top defenses in the NFL. Uh, red zone, they're uh, top, and, uh, and then third downs are top. And they're playing like crazy, and their offense is like one fingertip away from winning games. So... Uh, we, we've got to make sure we have a good week of practice and get our get ourselves ready. And it's an AFC West opponent, which is always you know that's great competition. Um, anyways, with that, time's yours. With the Broncos' defense, they earlier this year made made some trades to the deadline and got rid of some better some of their better players, but they still keep going. What what do you attribute that to? Yeah, well, they're they're well coached and they they play hard. They've got they still have good players there, so they play hard. So. Andy, um, there was a stat CBS showed during the game. Um, you guys have had seven straight games with the turnover. I just wonder if there's something that you've noticed um, that's a theme throughout that, or if it's just you know at this time of the year that's something you need to you know try to cut down. On. Yeah, you got you, you can't turn the ball over. I mean that's so we, we're always constantly talking about that. And I'm not sure there's a you know not necessarily one thing is happening, but the end result is a turnover. So. We got to take care of the ball, Coach. An in-house matter. We haven't heard, had an update on McCall Hardman in a while. Uh, if all things go well, he might be able to come back next week. How's his progress in injury? Yeah, you know what? It, yeah, he's uh, he's doing well. Um, he had lost some weight. He's put put the weight back on, which is good. Um, and he's out running now, and uh, he's about he's getting close. Yeah. What's your expectation? You think you might you might have him back next week? Uh, yeah, there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance. Uh, give him a couple more days here. We'll see. But he's doing well. Yeah. Feel like uh, Canarius is in a place where he could play. So. Yeah, we'll see. I'm gonna let him get out there and work a little bit, and um, you know, we'll just see how see how he does. We're not, you know, I'm not gonna bring him back and have him hurt it again. That's not what we're looking at. So just see what he can do. Did uh, Tuning get a setback? Maybe you practice Friday or? Uh... No, his thing was just getting that that final push, you know, that, that you can get off of it in the run game. It's day to day, so he, he feels better this week than he did last week. And I just thought that, you know what, he, he's he's made as much progress as he has. Let's just get him, him a little bit more time. So that's where I was at the end of last week. 
Coach, yeah. um, it, it's, this came out that uh, Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley are kind of the top two tackles in the league, giving up pressures. What's been the what's been the process in trying to help them? I know there've been a lot of chip blocks and things like that, but what's been the process? Yeah, well, they've gone against some good players, and um, and yeah, we we do try to help them with chips, like we with anybody that's in there. I mean, these defensive ends we've played are are pretty good, and the two that we're playing this week are good too. So. Um, yeah, that's that's part of it. Andy, overall mentality of the team after a loss, you know what you guys got in front of you, you probably got to win out to try to, you know, make a shot at the one seat there. Just, you're still trying to emphasize, you know, things are still out there in front of them? Yeah, I think the guys know. I mean, they they know where, where they're at. Nobody knows better than they did about, you know, about what's, what's out front. So uh, you don't have to stand up there and preach to them about that. <clears throat> they they want to do, do well and... They want to win games. That's a, that's the a mentality of this team. So, um, you know, they battled their hearts out Sunday, and it didn't work out. Come back and let's go. Coach, the challenge of playing a team almost back to back so close in a short time. What is the challenge in that? Yeah, we've done this the last couple of years with them. So, with this group, and uh, um, so the challenge is you just played them, and they they kind of know what. What you've got, and you know what they've got, and you go, you go play. But um, we're okay with that. Andy, um, obviously the guys are aware that that Bengals team is a team that you could potentially see again. What, what's the balance of sort of compartmentalizing that, and moving on, versus using some stuff that you saw? Yeah, so I, I think the you know the important thing is you learn from every uh, every win and loss, and. Um, and then you move on to the next game, and that's what these guys have done. I mean, they're they're tunneled in. I mean, we're deep into, you know, this thing as coaches, we were deep into it Monday morning. And so uh, by the time you all woke up, we it was lunchtime for us. Coach, <laughs> <laughs> when you say you, fall, you learn from your wins and your losses, obviously it's been three times uh, small, small, uh, Point differential in the defeat, but what do you take away from that? So, what you saw in Sunday's game doesn't repeat against Denver. Yeah, uh, well, you know the things we talked about after the game. I'm not going to go into it. I mean, I've already covered that. I'm again on to on to Denver here. So we're we're uh, trying to get ourselves right for that, and uh, they got a good football team. So we're we got to make sure we're right right for Denver. Well, that's right. Sorry, I guess what I'm saying is when you could you say. It, what you saw on film and it was lunchtime for us. What did you see on film? Not not right after the not right after the game when you spoke to us, but what did you see on film coming back that yeah. you felt like you know, Yeah, what I talked about Monday. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Same deal. Yeah. What have you seen from Melvin and is there a chance he can help you this week or in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean there's a there's that chance. Um, we're you know, we're fairly healthy there. So uh, but I'm glad we have him here. You know, he's does a nice job for us. So. When it comes to Patrick in this league, he's been largely dominant, and, and this this team in particular seems to have gotten him a couple times. Not to say he's good at dwell, but how much do you sense is getting him that that he, can, he sort of can't get over that Bengals hump in the way? Yeah, I'm, listen, we're past the Bengals thing. I'm on, uh, you know, way past that. So let's let's keep going on to Denver. I mean, you know, you're asking me questions about them, but you're asking me to forget about them. So they're forgotten. On to this one. Yeah. Last three, we'll go Nate. Okay, I can't. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Uh, 
Coach, you know, sometimes I, we talk to the players when they get ready to go to the Mile High Stadium and say, I can't breathe there, I've got to have extra oxygen, and others, it's not bothered at all. So how do you prepare a team with some guys it really affects and other guys not at all? Yeah, we've had, uh, we've been okay there with uh, with the breathing part. You know, we've, you know, it's been late in the year, normally you're in pretty good shape, the weather's a little cooler, and you go in and it doesn't doesn't hit you quite like maybe in early in the season. Bye. Andy, two things, if you don't mind. One about Justin and one about uh, Patrick. It, it, it seemed that you uh, might have had uh, either a conversation or something with Justin last week after his comments, and, and I wondered if you felt the need to talk to him again after the Twitter post he had yesterday. Yeah, he's good. He, he's all right. He, he's good. He knows. Um, and on Patrick, I wonder if as the, the Man of the Year nominee, um, what that sort of says about how he's become emblematic of your team and, and how that sort of stands for him in a broader way. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, he does a great job leading here, but he also takes that into the community. He's done that since really, since he's come here. He's big, obviously, on kids and uh, their needs um, and people in general. He's a He's got a big heart that way for people. So... Um, and I think that's a, it's a tribute to him and his family and the efforts that he puts forward. You're, you're tired during the season, but yet he gets out there and gives mm -hmm. back. And that's, uh, that's an important quality to have. Coach, <clears throat> you mentioned that you know, the Broncos defense is still what it is. The offense hasn't quite gotten there yet. They've made a lot of changes, right? They brought Russell Wilson and it hasn't been exactly what they want. Have you seen things from them as they've gone throughout the year when you look back and take their – getting closer to that and just a little bit about Russell Wilson and the respect to Abraham. Yeah, so I've, I mean, I've known Russell, competed against him for a long time. Um, so he uh, he's a heck of a player. Um, they're Like I said, they're like fingertips away. And our, our guys have a chance to look at that on tape, which which is important uh, to understand. And you, you, gotta, you have to make sure that you get yourself right um, uh, you know, technique-wise, to play against those receivers, and in particular him with his timing and runability, so he can still scoot, uh, and he's slippery in the pocket. So you you got to make sure you you handle all of that the right way. And uh, the best thing that I can do as a coach, um, or our coaching staff can do, is show the players, and the players want to see that. They want to learn from it. And um, uh, but that tells the story, so I can sit here and tell you he's a fingertip away, but they're they're seeing it, and they 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 understand that. Last one, Nate. Uh, <coughs> Andy, leading an organization for 24 years, seeing how much the Man of the Year award is the most prestigious award you can win during a season. Just what feeling does it give you when the quarterback is nominated for the award? Yeah, well, he's he's the one that's the one of the faces of the the franchise. You know, he's out there. And, uh, and this kid is known throughout, you probably could say throughout the world. I mean, I was over in Italy and people were going to Mahomes. You know, so I'm, I'm going, all right. Um, they, they know who he is. Um, and that's a, it's a tribute to, to him and how he handles himself. Um, you know, and, and uh, I, I think it's great. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm proud of him for what, he, for what he's done. All right. Thank you. Thank you. How you doing?
challenge in playing a team so close together? You guys seem to do it all the time against Denver. Yeah, I mean, I think the challenge is they're, they're a good football team. Uh, their defense is, is special. Uh, they have a good scheme. Uh, they have good players. Um, and so uh, when you play division opponents, you obviously know they've studied you all offseason. So you try to have a, a, a concept of what you do best, but at the same time throw in some wrinkles so that they, they can't be on top of your, your best plays. And so uh, uh, for us, it would be a great challenge against a great defense uh, to go out there and try to find a way to, to put up enough points to win. So yeah. is the game plan different? When you're playing twice in almost like three weeks or something? Um, I mean, obviously you have similar plays, um, but you, you utilize plays that, that kind of go off of each other so they can't get a good concept of, of what you're trying to do. And, um, I mean, they, they're, they're a great defense, man. They do a lot of great things. Um, and so it'll be a great challenge for us as an offense, and i got to do, do my best to get the ball in my hand and let these guys make plays. Um, not, not for me. Um, in this league, you got to move on or you're going to make one loss turn into two. So, uh, you just, uh, you watch the tape on Monday, uh, you get a sense of what you could do better and, and what you can take away that you did positive. Um, then you move on to the next week and, uh, that's what we're, do that's what we're doing and, and we're ready to play a great football team in the Denver Broncos. Patrick, is there a sense of pride in the fact that, you know, you've never lost to the Broncos in your, your time here and just what's always given you so much success against them? Yeah, we just really emphasize playing our division opponents. Um, that's something that we work on all offseason. Um, in order to, to get where you want to go, you have to win your division uh, most times. And so uh, for us, um, uh, coach, the coaches do a great job of giving us great game plans, and then I try to go out there and execute them. And uh, uh, we, we just really emphasize trying to beat our division opponents, and the Broncos have been one that's been a great challenge for us every year. How, did you, how were you made aware that you were the team's nomination for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award? Um, well, they let, they let me know a few weeks back. Um, uh, we had the announcement last, I think, last night at my, at my gala. Um, but, I mean, obviously a tremendous honor. I mean, not only to be the, uh, the Walter Payton nominee for the, um, in a, for the NFL, but for the Chiefs who have the most Walter Payton Man of the Years. And it's such a um, prestigious honor for this organization, especially to, to give back to the community, community that gives us so much. Um, and there's so many deserving guys on our team, so for me to have my turn this year, uh, something that I'll hold uh, for the rest of my life. Patrick, I know you have bigger goals, but you can also clinch the AFC West uh, this year. Um, what kind of achievement do you feel like that is, uh, understanding, again, you have bigger goals? No, it's a, it's, it's a huge deal, man. I mean, obviously you want to win the Super Bowl every year, um, but it starts our first goal when we walk in is to win the AFC West. Um, and that, that takes week in and week out, great preparation. Uh, it's a division that's always tough, always has great teams in it. Um, and uh, we know whenever we go in every week, they're going to give us our best shot. And if you look at all the games that we play, we've won a lot of them, but they always come down to the very end. So we know it's a, a hard thing to do, and we're going to take pride in trying to do that and win, win every time we play against these opponents. I know you don't know anything different than winning the AFC West, but I was just wondering whether this one may, might feel a little different given how the other teams really seem to load up this year to, to kind of take you down? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a, a little little different. I mean, we 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 feel like this division is one of the best divisions in football every single year. Um, and I think you, you see the records get go lower because we're all kind of beat up, beat up on each other. But we've done a great job of, of winning those close, hard-fought football games. Um, and that, that's a tribute to the coaches and the culture that Coach Reed has built here that started even before I was here. Um, and so uh, we know it's going to be a great challenge year, uh, week in and week out, year in and year out. Um, and so we just focus on doing whatever we can to put ourselves in position to win it. Patrick, I know with 15 of Mahomes and all the stuff you've done, going back to the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, 
a nominee, but how impressive have you been that it's been able to grow in your time here and what it is now and just, just seeing that come to you know light where you've been able to help so many people? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's way past what I even dreamed of it ever being. Um, and I think that, that goes to the people that I have around me and the people in the communities that, I, that have brought me up is uh, they've been willing to give back and help me kind of follow this dream of giving back to, all, to the communities that helped me out so much. And uh, it takes everybody. It's not just me. I mean, I kind of I'm, I'm the face of it. Um, but there's so many people behind the scenes that make this thing go. Um, and the, the community, like I said, in Kansas City and Tyler, Texas and Lubbock, Texas, that have donate their time, their money, whatever it is, uh, to make this foundation become what it is. Uh, it's truly special and something that, I'll, like I said, I'll have for the rest of my life and uh, something I never could have even dreamed of. Uh, the last time you lost this year, you guys won five games in a row. What do you think it is about the, this particular room that, that enables you to, to rebound in that, in that fashion for such a long stretch? Yeah, I think it's just a mindset um, of when you lose, you get that sour taste in your mouth, but you have to kind of do whatever you can to get better from it. Um, and uh, it, it's cool to see with a lot of young guys that you do that because a lot of times you see the young guys, uh, it, can get, it can go bad fast, but we've had guys that bounce back and continue to work to improve, learn, like I said, from the negatives, uh, take away from the positives as well, um, and be better the next time we step on that field. And that's what you want when you're kind of getting to this late part of the season, uh, when you're trying to build and make a playoff run. Patrick, are you a believer that you learn more from the loss than the win? I think you have to learn from both. Um, in order to be great in this league, you can't, uh, you don't want to lose, so you don't want you have, to, you have to be able to learn from those wins just as much as you learn from those losses. And uh, the losses might, I guess, set a little bit of a fire under you sometimes, uh, where you you want to go out and, and and especially that next week and prove that that's not who you are. And I think guys understand that is that we we left some tape out there that we weren't necessarily happy with. Um, so how can we be better this next week, and so that we can improve as this season goes on? How has the foot felt the last couple of days after the game? Uh, it's felt good. I mean, you always deal with bruises and, and little things in the NFL season. And so uh, luckily for me, it's just a bruise and something I can just kind of bounce back from and be out there at practice and uh, keep getting better like what we're trying to do. Patrick, I don't know if you saw the uh, ESPN interview with uh, Andrew Luck. He finally talked for the first time since he retired. And some of the things he talked about, the burden of being the face of the franchise and all that, and life changes, and you've gone through plenty of that stuff here recently as well with the addition of your son. How have you balanced all that stuff and still put all the work in that you need to put in to, to go be you know, at your best when you're out there on Sundays? Yeah, I haven't seen the interview yet, um, but obviously I think it takes every, like I said, it takes a lot of people. It's not just me. Um, it takes Brittany being at home with the babies and taking care of them throughout the day. Uh, making it easy when I come home, they're all happy and ready to see me. I get the easy part of it. Um, it takes uh, my family being behind me, supporting me takes people like a culture like I have here in Kansas City um, to where I can come in and be, my, be myself, be, have this personality that I have. And uh, um, it, it's hard. I mean, it's hard for, for anybody when you have this much pressure on you every single day to go out there and be your best. Um, but when you put the right people around yourself, uh, you can just enjoy it. And I think that's, that's what I try to do every single day is understand that it's a, it's a pressure and it's a hard opportunity, but it's a, you're, you're blessed to have it. So you have to enjoy it every single day. And when I stop enjoying it, I think that's when I'll – I'll, I'll walk away, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Patrick, you guys, we'll go three or four more. We'll go with Bahe and we'll walk around. Nate, Steve, Nate. Patrick, also with regard to the Man of the Year nomination, I, you'll always be a proud Texan, but I, at this point I wonder how much you sort of identify as a Kansas Cityan too and, and what this does kind of to, I don't know, fuse together your, your image as the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like I'm like dual. I, I'm a Texan and a Kansas Cityan for sure. I mean, I, I've built, I'm building a house here. I'm gonna be here for a long time. I always will have a house in Kansas City, and I think that's just 
because I, I appreciate the people so much and how they've taken my family in and made it a part of this community. And I think you all know, I mean, this community is special. And, and I always have that texting in me a little bit, but uh, the Kansas City Inn is definitely something that I'm proud of. Yeah, is there a parallel, do you think, between you, you saying you're the face of, of the foundation, but also maybe it, of all the things working behind it and same here with the Chiefs, that you know, you're the most visible part, but it's all the things behind the scenes that make you go? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, um, it, it takes, like I said, it takes everybody. It's not just me um, and everything that I do. I, I just try to go out there and enjoy the moments that I have. I know I'm blessed um, to be in this organization, uh, to have the people that I have around me, and to be in this city. Um, and so uh, I, I don't say I'm the face of the Chiefs, though. That's, that's Coach Reed in that mustache. So I'm, I'm going to follow behind his lead. Nate. Um, Patrick, you guys still lead the league in points per game, yet you have a minus turnover differential. When you hear that, just from your perspective, how good do you think the offense can get or even better if you guys do cut down the turnovers? Yeah, I mean, we just have to continue to get better at it. Uh, I mean, we have, I have the interceptions, like I said last week, there's like one dumb play a game. Uh, I got away with it this last week when I tried to throw the ball to Juju and they dropped it. But kind of get away with the dumb, the dumb plays, uh, one dumb play I have a game. And then uh, ball security, I mean, I talked about after the game. I mean, Travis fights those yards and, and he, doesn't, he doesn't fumble. I mean, that's just one thing. The guy made a great play. And, and uh, our defense, I'm, they're, they're around the football, so I know the turnovers are coming. Um, and when they do, I think we can even be a better team. You guys have had the ability to be able to battle from behind, right? Like, start off slow, not <coughs> this year, but years past, and, and come back with a win. But do you feel like you guys have kind of gotten complacent and settled for that? Um, I don't think so. Um, I think we just have to be better at executing earlier in the game. Uh, I felt like we had a good drive that first drive, and uh, without him knocking that ball down, I think we could have got the ball to Travis with a chance to score there on that, on that first drive. And we ended up getting behind, and I think the good thing is that we've done it before, so we can kind of, we don't, we don't, panic we just go go about doing our business and stuff like that and and taking it one play at a time but obviously we want to try to build up leads if we can um but uh whatever way the game takes us i, I trust our guys are going to fight until the very end of it last one Nick. patrick headed into week 14 what offensive identity do you feel like you guys were able to build yeah i think uh i think we're becoming more and more balanced as the year goes on and i think that's gonna be a good thing as the playoffs come um, we're able to run the ball uh, well. I think uh, Pacheco's doing a great job, as well as those other backs of, of hitting it when it's there and taking, getting the yards that's there. Um, and then we've been spreading the ball around. And I think that's, that's been the thing that I think it can take us into the playoffs is obviously we have guys that can make plays, um, but if we can spread the ball around, uh, be balanced, I think we can be a, a better team at the end of the season than we were at the beginning. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you. Thanks, Patrick. Go ahead and fire away. Hey, Trey, for your, uh, your, your cleat for Mike Love, Mike Cleat. Yeah, it means the world. Um, I put up a, a tweet and Instagram post about it, talking about how I had blood clots in 2018. And uh, for me, it was a life-changing event. Uh, obviously, uh, anytime you have something that threatens your health and overall well-being, uh, it's different. And experience that at a young age, uh, you know, it changed me a lot. And being able to represent that, bring more awareness to the cause, and uh, really potentially save lives and just bring more awareness to it, uh, I'm ecstatic, I'm stoked uh, that I can have the opportunity to give it a platform. Do you think about just because I know how much you got bombarded with questions during the draft from I'm sure teams and the media and everything like that. Um, I mean, has one, I mean, first of all, for your health, I mean, any, any recurrent since then, or has it been completely healthy? No problem. Yeah, none whatsoever. Uh, been completely healthy. Uh, you got to really uh, get.
give a major shout out to University of Tennessee, their medical staff that did their due diligence, making sure that I was safe to play and just safe in, in my overall life as well. And then the Kansas City Chiefs medical staff has done a phenomenal job as well, uh, just making sure that uh, they were comfortable with the plan. And like I said, we have had zero instances, zero issues whatsoever, and it's been clean, you know. But I thank God for it and, you know, just thankful for my overall health and well-being. You, you mentioned how it has changed you, and, you know, in a way it has because you're regarded as one of the top young guards in the NFL. As you look back at your journey in the NFL now, knowing what you had to go through to get here, how much do you feel like, yeah, this was all worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It, it, you know, it was hard uh, going back to college days, you know, not knowing if you're going to be able to play anymore. Um, and then being able to be in the position I am today, uh, you know, it's something short of amazing. Um, really thankful to be in the position I'm in. Uh, but, you know, I think resiliency throughout my whole situation, man, like things did not go right for a long time for me. Uh, but ultimately, keeping the faith, keeping a positive mentality and a workman's mentality, just keeping my head down, you know, just keep working. Eventually, it's going to pan out. You know, I'm, I'm thankful that I did that instead of choosing a different route, quitting and you know, sort of feeling bad for myself, but ultimately super excited and thankful to be where I am today. Uh, nothing short but the grace of God down here and standing in front of you today. Um, Troy, can you talk a little bit about the Denver defense? Coach was saying, you know, looking at them, don't look at the record because they're still a very dangerous group. Can you talk a little bit about what you're seeing that kind of backs that up? Yeah, I, I've briefly watched them on film a little bit, uh, playing the guys last year. They're a very talented uh, front seven, defensive front. I uh, know a couple guys that play there. Uh, haven't played them last year. Uh, extremely athletic. They play hard. There's no quit in them. Uh, it's definitely going to be a tremendous challenge up front. Um, like Coach alluded to earlier, you know, the record says something, but the team's playing extremely hard, and you have to respect that ultimately. Uh, but it's going to be a tremendous challenge up front. And, of course, a division opponent. They always want to come at the Chiefs because the Chiefs have been at the top. So you're expecting their best shot, I would think? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, does the air there bother you? I mean, am I the only person who climbs stairs there and can't breathe? Yeah, uh, game last year definitely felt it a little bit. Um, it's just different, you know, that altitude. Uh, it's definitely pretty real. I have some family members that lived out there. Um, and just, you know, this is something you have to acclimate yourself to as well. Trey, when you look at your, when you look at your teammates on tape, on the O-line or also on the work room together, what characteristics? Um, I think it's just the workers mentality, um, just going out there. Uh, we talk about, you know, the mentality, it doesn't matter how you feel, you know, the state you're in, get the job done, you know, whatever it takes, whatever it means. So I think ultimately that's how I try to play the game. Um, just play no matter what happens, play hard for my teammates, play hard for my brothers beside me. You know, ultimately our goal is to get a win every week. So you play with that mentality that whatever it takes, I'm going to give my effort on this field. You know, I think good and positive things are going to come out of it. Um, I think it's just sort of like an O-line mentality. Um, you know, we have a job we have to do, and we have to move guys up front, and we have to put players that get more recognition than us a lot of times, get more of the acclaim. But ultimately, we make things go. And, you know, it's a sense of pride that I'm not going to let my team down. I'm not going to let my brothers down. You know, I'm not feeling 100%, but I'm still going to go out here and try to give my all on this field. So for me, I, I think I can speak for myself. You know, seeing a guy like Joe Tooney, uh, definition of toughness to me, you know, doesn't matter how Joe feels, he's going to try to go out there and get the job done. So for me, just seeing that, his leadership, it speaks volumes of how he plays. And for me, it's just like he set the standard. You know, he's going out there, even when you don't feel like you can just go out there and play. I know Cincinnati and a couple other opponents have kind of snacked six or seven on third down. You would take a line there. What all you guys kind of evaluate in terms of 
Yeah, I mean, we just identify the fronts, man. A lot of times, you know, Pat gives a call and we work with him. Uh, you know, he's a field general out there, and we pretty much do what he says. Um, we just adjust accordingly, whatever the game plan the coaches have, and we sort of just operate like that. Like Vic said, you're kind of you're playing through all the, the bumps and bruises and everything. I know you've been having to kind of play with a, a knee brace lately. How does that impact you? Does it bother you at all? Um, no, I wouldn't say so. I mean, you know, I think when you're limited athletically, sometimes you rely on the, the training, the technique, and the trust you have in that. So for me, uh, going back to even the St. Joe's days, just trying to rely and focus and refine my technique to be in the positions I need to be. Talk about being grateful. Are you grateful when Coach Bianami called you Big Head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he made that comment the other day, man. Now, it's not the first time I've been called Big Head, but no, nah, that's, that's pretty funny, man. Trey, the line doesn't always get like the credit or the praise, but people are quick to you know, criticize. How do you block that out or you just ignore it or what do you guys do? Yeah, just back to having a workman's mentality, you know, just keeping our head down and uh, grinding. Um, Pretty much just coming to work every day with a chip on your shoulder, uh, wanting to get better, wanting to improve, finding facets of our game that we can get better at. You know, I think ultimately, uh, you can ask anyone in this league, you know, it's not going to go your way you want every Sunday, but there's always something you're improving on. We're always chasing and striving for perfection. We're going to come short because we're human beings. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, just keeping our head down working and just trying to improve week in and week out. Another group that maybe doesn't get the recognition deserves the training staff for you guys. What is it about them? Yeah, they're beasts. They do a great job. Uh, been there a little bit this year. Um, just the positivity, just being there, working on things, okay, addressing issues, figuring out and formulating plans, how we're going to get the job done. Uh, they've been extremely proactive this season and every year in trying to make sure we're at our best on Sundays, game days, and throughout the week. You know, uh, They do an excellent job uh, working with them. You know, I'm just thankful to have them in my life as well. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, Thank you. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.